Constant Downpour Remastered is a retro sci-fi survival campaign from Mothership One E, now available for pre-orders on Backerkit. Every hardcover pre-order comes with three free zines featuring retro sci-fi blasters, grenades, and new stim packs to enhance the campaign in your Mothership games. Pre-order Constant Downpour Remastered now on Backerkit. Link in the show notes. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, Light the Finger Thief. And here I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. Logar the Barbarian. How do I know you're really the Logar the Barbarian that I've been adventuring with? How do I not know <laughs> that you might be a deep Logar fake? the Deepfake or Logar the Replicant? Logar the, Logar the Deepfake or the, Logar the Replicant or Logar the Artist? Well, Logar's the artist, Logar's the, the, the writer. Are you really Logar, or are we getting a little bit too existentialist now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I am. What is the, I think it's all just fake news. There's no truth anymore. Supposed <laughs> well, we're online, right? So <laughs> uh, I want to. So we're gonna. We want to throw our hats in and talk about AI and the AI art discussion that's been coming up the gaming sphere. And I, I'm gonna give my two cents on this. And... So this is gonna be about artificial intelligence. So AR generated art and AR generated writing because mm-hmm. within the gaming world, obviously AR art is going to make a huge impact to all indie artists, creators. Mm-hmm. And then AI writing is also <laughs> can make a big impact for creators of adventures, content and modules. So, yeah. Now um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out my personal resume here. <laughs> um that's because this is something that I feel does impact me. I worked as a illustrator and doing design layout, uh, marketing type stuff for different company for actually starting with the Marine Corps. I was a 4611. It was a combat illustrator uh, layout design and illustration. I did for the Marine Corps pushing essentially uh, pro war propaganda to folks selling them a war about 20 some years ago. Uh, so I have a long history with it. I worked in it for many years afterwards, and uh, I lived through a, a period where a lot of my skills that I learned were becoming obsolete. And things like Adobe, uh, the introduction of InDesign, making things like layout far more accessible to the layman who doesn't have the kinds of base skills to do that kind of thing without this advanced technology. And I watched as the, a lot of those jobs were hiring a, a shift to where entire departments were being replaced by just a couple guys with a computer. Sure. So that was software that was replacing what used to be draftsmen and yeah. you know, skill sets and such. Yeah, and that's happened. Uh, this, so so there's a there's a very real like I, here I'm going to put this in as an example. I watched this Mickey Mouse documentary recently, and they showed how the animation teams at Disney, these huge teams they used to have, these rooms full of people drawing, have literally been replaced by like two guys in, on a on a PC. <laughs> yeah, that's because it's all CG drawn versus cell drawn yeah. by hand by an artist. A so this, a lot of this advancement is, is so when when people hear about this AI art and AI writing, there's a very real fear that you know those those areas that people are working in are going to be 
uh, the jobs are going to dry up. The money's going to dry up. Well, the money's not going to dry up for the worker. The money's going to well. The, 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 the money's going to dry up for the worker, but the money's going to be there for the uh, people yeah. using the AI-driven material. It could be AI art, AI writing, or AI music. Well, it's and while AI we're focusing on. I'd like awesome. to focus on the worker, though, for a minute, because that's what's important to me. <laughs> well, yeah, so what I'm saying is that it's going to displace people that are doing the art, the writing, and the music. You know, the workers that do that, it's going to screw them out of a job. Yeah, that, that's essentially what happens. And that's what automation does under capitalism. And it's not a new thing that's been occurring. This has been occurring for like 200 years. Like, Well, been... sure, with automation robotics and now it's mm-hmm. brain automation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and AI. computers are advancing at a quick a quick pace. A lot of jobs outside of role-playing games and creative jobs are going to be impacted by the introduction of AI. If you don't need to pay a lawyer to write up an entire like legal document, why do it? Well, it's not just that, right? It's like if if you need some quick art, you can have AI generate art and not pay somebody to. Yeah. You know. So there's this. It's 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 happening. It's going to happen regardless. And there will be some groups who are like, hey, we only use human artists, but like like it's been before. A lot of people who are still just doing you know, hand art and stuff like that is going to be kind of relegated to a sphere that's uh, more niche, more hobby. Reality is that under capitalism, automation is a threat to workers' positions and jobs. I personally believe that automation should benefit us all. If I'm it working should a job, benefit, yes, yeah. it should benefit everybody, the society, not just the uh, capital owner. Uh huh. If we're working together and we're making steel and we discover safer, easier ways to do it with less people, that means that we should be able to reduce the hours of the work week and be able to still get by creating the same things we create because we've advanced but correct instead they cut the workers and cut the workers hours instead of paying you know 40 hours pay for 35 hours of work you'd be like we can get rid of the whole section (laughs) the whole whole department so yeah what's and that's not just not just what i predict will happen but that's what we've historically seen occurring over and over again now Likelihood is, it's very likely that capitalism is going to continue here as AI advances, uh, because there hasn't been much of an urgency to get rid of capitalism globally. (laughs) That's just reality. Uh, Despite oppositions from some folks, capitalism is dominant in our society. If we want to adjust that and make sure that workers benefit from automation, we're going to have to confront that. Uh, But, but... The reality is that these technologies are here to stay. And just like things like InDesign and everything else that came around, um, you know, it's going to be another thing that workers, uh, artists and and writers are going to have to contend with. Another part of the competition that is a part of market capitalism. Competition is an inherent part of this. Continue to compete just to scrape by. Now, there's a lot of folks who have been doing this stuff to make basic, uh, make their ends meet, make ba- meet sure. basic needs, and that is a real threat to a lot of those folks' livelihoods. Well, the thing is, you know, as we said earlier, that it's gonna, well, it's gonna replace people. However, we are not going to pay the people. We're not going to give them health care. We're not going to give them basic shelter and food. So, what's going to happen to those people? They're going to be on the streets. And and the ideal way to approach this, I feel, in an ideal society, we should have a – I am not going to – Wobblies and Wizards is in the name. 
but wobbly. I think that workers should have more control of the means of production and ownership of the means of production, and they should benefit from these advancements as we create them to create a better world for all. Instead, we kind of have a const, a, a, a system of constant production that cannot satisfy the need for profit. And one of the ways that they meet that need for profit is by trying to reduce the money they spend on labor and continue to accumulate on top. Whereas creating things and producing perhaps to meet our basic needs, reduce the hours of labor that were necessary in our life, those things are not going to happen until we start to really confront capitalism. There's correct. a lot of ways that that can happen, but under capitalism, we're kind of screwed right now. So the, uh, really the biggest problem with AI art is who's going to benefit from it? Adobe, you can bet that if this stuff takes off, Adobe's probably going to buy up one of those companies if they haven't already been working on something like themselves. Someone's going to try to come out with the industry-leading AI art program because it's going to – the joke is it can't draw hands. Guess what? That's not going to last very long. Right. <laughs> They're going to fix that bug. <laughs> They're going to fix that bug. But you know, with uh, AI art and then AI writing is going to be right behind it, and AI music is already happening right now as well too. So we're going to see a lot of artists mm – -hmm writers musicians be displaced and so what happens in response to like what are your options that you have that you can do in response to AIR? like if you're an artist or, or a consumer or whatever um you have a few like as an artist you got a couple options you can just roll over die and give up well <laughs> <laughs> that's option one like oh i quit i die i give up uh you can choose to compete in the marketplace because it is capitalism which most of us choose to compete in the marketplace of capitalism every day, despite the fact that we have an opposition to it, because that's the way we have to feed ourselves under this Well, system. I got to, you know, we got to have a house, we got to have food, uh, we gotta have shelter, you know, so. That's the most likely route that most people will take. The other route that, that is there is to uh, cooperate. That means to organize. That means things like solidarity, looking into how you can begin to organize to fight back against stuff like this, because it's not unheard of. People have been organizing to fight back against it for quite a while. Uh, unions, you know, have a labor history is is very long, uh, very interesting, and very much speckled with violence uh, against the workers specifically. <laughs> yep. So there is that organizing, um, and and people think that sometimes organizing can, is, can only be limited to if you're in a workplace with a bunch of people. It's the only time you can organize. You have to have so many workers. That's kind of a thing that's been uh, pushed by our current capitalist states' approach to where they find an acceptable place for organizing. Organizing has occurred across industries that don't necessarily all fall under the same employer in the past, I think some people have a hard time perceiving things like that occurring. And those types of organizing are probably what you want to look at in cases like this and industry-wide organizations and stuff like that that are a little bit less. The traditional corporate union that you see in the United States today. Another thing you can do as a consumer, for example, is don't purchase products that were created with AI. If it's AI art, AI music, AI writing you know i mean that is an option um i don't i hear and here's one of the things that i'm going to say that might people might not like unless there is an organized boycott i don't tend to in, go in that route because it takes a lot of consumers consciously making that decision in an organized manner to occur so if not pur purchasing 
things made by AI art is going to actually work. It needs to be an organized effort. Um, not just a few people saying online that they won't buy it. <laughs> Look at uh, Cesar Chavez and the UFW for an example, or even the Amoliki workers who had organized boycotts that targeted specific stores and industries that worked. And the Amoliki workers are not allowed to legally organize as a union in the United States because we have certain laws against farm labor or unions in the United States. I'm not sure if you realize this a lot or not. So those are industries where people who work for a lot of different employers and are kind of migratory workers have had to find tactics that work to serve them. So what the Amoliki workers did was they targeted large corporations like Walmart was one. They said, hey, everybody, we're going to target Walmart, said boycott Walmart and boycott Taco Bell until they agree to only purchase from growers who agree to these standards. So without being able to have a union, without working for the same exact person, they targeted the big companies by putting pressure on them and got them to agree to only purchase from growers and farms that agreed to some basic labor standards. Um, so that type of tactic where you're not all working for the same person through boycotts and stuff like that can work. And it historically has worked when it is well organized. <laughs> so there is that. Now, using I'm going to put this out there to artists and, and they like it or not, it's a tool out there. If you're an artist or an illustrator, just like the other digital tools that have come around, it might not be bad to familiarize yourself with it and know it if you're looking for work and trying to keep working in that field, whatever that means, because corporations are going to use it regardless, unless there's some big pushback. So as an artist and you want to survive and compete... You're going to have to start playing with it, like it or not. Any thoughts there? <laughs> uh, nope. I mean, like I said, um, I'm, I'm waiting for my job to be <laughs> replaced here in the future as well, too, by some type of, you know, AI bot. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, I think what, what people don't re what things that I think we need to realize is how overreaching AI is going to be and how much is going to impact jobs like i remember back in the 80s when they were there were like back when i was growing up there's a lot of concern about jobs going overseas jobs being automated and things like that in a complete shift in our labor market here in the united states correct that was one big shift of the worker from the u.s worker to mexico to china to india over the past 20 30 years now now it's shifting to what the internet, the hard drive, the AI. <laughs> well, the jobs that thought that they were safe and secure, the middle management is going to be under threat with this type of things. A lot oh, of yeah, for stuff, sure. Yeah, a lot of that stuff's going to be able to be replaced by AI. You're not going to need anybody to look it up and figure it out and type it out. People are going to find what programs they need to use, and they're going to be able to reduce the amount of people that's necessary to keep this company producing at its level. So that's going to happen with AI art. Um, AI in general. <laughs> yeah, AI art, AI, AI writing, AI. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna. So here, in our the technological advancements I've seen in my lifetime. I was only born just in the seventies. It doesn't seem like that long ago to me, but the amount of advancement we've seen in our lifetimes is mind-boggling. At times, it seems like I'm in Star Trek with all these. What we can we do are <laughs> in Star Trek. What do you mean? We have our little communicator in our phone. We have the tricorder that can analyze all these things. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's, it's pretty high tech stuff, and it and it moved quick. And you know, if you don't think that this technology is going to move quick, 
the next decade, we're going to see something very different. The issues that come up with AI, I don't even think we've begun to explore and won't even realize the ramifications of it until we are in it and we see it emerging. Well, you see, that's the fear. So you remember the old Terminator movie with Skynet. By yeah. the time they realized Skynet <laughs> was self-aware, it was too late. Game over. Yeah, and, and and I'm not saying that we're necessarily talking Skynet, um, but it might be the Skynet to labor. <laughs> in, in a sensible society, we should be able to just replace the CEOs with AI, move on, and distribute the means. Distribute the you know means of production. Dist yeah, <laughs> distribute the means of production more equitable way, and everybody benefits from it. You know, I don't mind replacing the CEO with AI. <laughs> Well, that's about all I've got for this. That was my point to make. That's my stance on it, that we have a problem with it as long as it occurs under capitalism. Um, and capitalism itself will wield just about any technological advancement as a threat to workers going forward. That's only going to continue more um, unless people start to organize and push to change that and start to do things like direct action, then we're heading that way. It's going to be a rough road. It will be for everybody, content creators of all types. And not just content creators, because a lot of that stuff that a lot of people in you know, middle management and other positions do are going to be able to be replicated through some of these AI writing programs. It's going to be a threat to a lot of industries. Yep, for sure. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you listen. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. I'm on TikTok at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We could really support patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Yeah, roll physical dice. Don't roll digital dice. <laughs>